This is Werewolf the Podcast, a podcast about the role-playing game, Werewolf the Apocalypse. D20 Radio, your gamer's role. Werewolf the Podcast fans, I am Josh Heath. As you know, I'm doing a quick advertisement for Book of the Worm Companion, written by Clinton Boomer and several other amazing artists. This is a really interesting book if you're interested in worm things, if you're interested in Werewolf the Apocalypse and some of the darker elements of it, particularly Project Echidna and Fomori powers and things like that. If you're interested in quick ways to build out a first team in the same style of Clinton Boomer's first team dossier books. It's a great toolbox of things that I think you would be really interested in. Thanks for listening to Werewolf the Podcast. Thanks for picking up any of our books. There's going to be some links in the show notes. Thanks very much again for being you and supporting the show. Welcome back to a, another episode of Werewolf the Podcast. I am your host, Josh Heath. This is my third recording in four days for this podcast. This is a new record since I started. When I first was going, I did like five or six episodes in one day. But those were like tiny episodes and you listened to them and been like, that was terrible recording. Why did you do that to me? But today I am joined by a guest host, Charles Siegel. Charles, how are you today? I'm all right. How are you? Doing well. We're going to review a really weird little book. This is a book that came out with the core book and with the Storyteller Companion, or right around with them, designed as a free introductory kit to Werewolf the Apocalypse. That is even what it is named, Werewolf the Apocalypse Free Introductory Kit. It is effectively, I'm going to steal Charles's thunder a little bit, it is effectively a quick start for Werewolf the Apocalypse before quick starts were a thing that Onyx Path sort of pushed forward. Or Dungeon, other companies, really. Or, or other companies, like, really, yeah, of any kind. As, as, yeah, like before recording, we said, well, Dungeons & Dragons kind of, sort of had this sort of thing, but no one else did until the revised edition of World of Darkness. Right. And this isn't, if if memory serves me right, there is a mage version mm-hmm. of this as well. It's a weird little book. That's even, that's way weirder than this one. Yeah. Here, uh, I don't even know where to start think, with this. I think okay. Vampire has one too. They might have, yeah. Um, It's 30 pages, effectively. There's lots of, yeah. you know, covers and things like that to make the PDF 34, but... This is, it's designed as an introductory thing for Werewolf for people that have never played a role-playing game. And so they did a really weird thing. They decided to do away with the D10 system and make everything a D6 system. But then, I'm going to get right into my first gripe with this thing. They don't actually ever explain how the dice system works. They sort of mention, I think, in one... It's 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 very quickly and very sketchily stated. Like, knowing how things work with the real game, I read it and I was able to understand what they wanted me to do. Right. But I think I would have been a little confused if I'd never played a storyteller system game before. Uh, this actually, bringing up just the dice change, that brings up my... And this isn't unique to the were- to the werewolf one. This is a problem I have with a lot of uh, quick starts. And I know the mage one has this problem too. Why would you put out a quick start where you make a character, you play a couple, you play an introductory story, and then you can't use that character in the game? Right. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Like six stats. Actually, six stats is great if you want to do like a super short werewolf game. 
but then your character cannot be converted to Werewolf the Apocalypse without just a whole new character creation. Right. And telling people, I don't know, crafts is a skill and it does what you think it does is not that big a burden on people. Right. I also think you would want to introduce the actual dice system for your game in a quick start because it's not going to take you any longer to explain it. The D, a D10 system, and I get it, like, oh, everyone has D6s in their house, so no one has to get anything extra. I'm there. I, I follow that logic. But even in 2000, most people could go to a game store and get D10s. And it, I, I don't know for a fact, but I kind of want to say that these uh, proto quick starts were kind of part of a proto free RPG day even. I think so too, yeah. So that suggests these are people who are already in a game shop even. Right, right. Um, Maybe and, a comic shop? Yeah, I, I'd be willing to say here are the rules. You can turn, you can convert them to D6 if that's all you ha- have. Like, mm-hmm. Hell, introduce your pl- introduce the people reading this to the ni- to the nonsense that is World of Darkness sidebars. <laughs> right, y- you could easily have uh, thirty words probably to explain how to use d sixes instead of d tens if you needed to to run this. Difficulty six becomes difficulty four. It's just a chart. Right, right. Uh, it's anyway. So that's like the first weird thing about this thing. But it effectively starts with a tiny introduction, a lexicon, which is weird, not the way a World of Darkness thing is usually formatted. Oh, uh, about lexicons, my my perspective on it, especially for something where space is at a premium, lexicons should either contain exactly the game terms that are used in the rest of the book, or terms that are never used again, so that because everything else you are learning from the context of reading. Right. This is actually a gripe I have with a lot of World of Darkness books in general. This one became particularly fun because I will admit, I'm the sort of person who skips the lexicon until I've read the rest of it because I I go and I assume I'm not going to have any idea what these words mean, what Mm -hmm. the context is. So do you know that in the entire rest of the of the of this quick start, the weaver is not mentioned? I'm not surprised. Because... The wild got mentioned once in the Black Fury write-up. And I'm reading that. I, I skipped the lexicon and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to approach this as someone who's never touched World of Darkness before, much less werewolf. Like, what's this wild? Like, what is it? There's no description of it. It's got one sentence in the lexicon. Uh I honestly forgotten the lexicon was there by the time I got to that point. Uh, it's not a good writing choice. Like, if you're yeah. going to bring up, like, I would have been happier if they had not mentioned either the Wild or the Weaver, or if they had discussed them enough so that you're you have some notion of what the cosmology is. Right. A again, a instead of the lexicon section on them, a same amount of word count going the co- the cosmology of the werewolves is they believe in these three fo- forces of the universe boom goo boom and, I got and, and the most we got was um for some reason no one knows why the worm is going out of control and i for one am a completely fine with the worm is broken mysteriously and not just blaming organized society and technology on it sure uh like i'm totally happy with that as an idea it is not what they were doing they were just writing very badly yeah anyway we're 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 a page in and you've heard lots of complaints about this thing we haven't even told you what it is um 
this it has no chapters uh it has no writers 30 pages so uh, it's it's fair that it has no chapters at 30 pages but uh, it's it is broken down into sections an introduction the setting character creation rules story ideas and a sample adventure i actually think that's a good structure for something like this I agree. Oh, I actually did just find in very, very small text, this was written by Rob Hatch, which I didn't know because it's so small. It's in the legalese who this was written by. Um, And it does credit the rest of the game writers because I think they copied and pasted pieces from the core book to put in here. That wouldn't surprise me. Which is why it's as incoherent as it is. Um, It Okay. So that being said, you get this description of what is storytelling, what is werewolf, the, you get a little bit of history uh, of the uh, the Garu and war, you get a little bit of fiction, which is always fun and awkward, particularly when you've got a word count like limitation, why would you put fiction in this? And I guess you get like the core overview of all the things you absolutely have to know about the game, cities, cairns, the spirit world, the Garu nation is a thing, different antagonists. You get a whole page about the litany. I, I might have saved that. Um, Actually, I think the litany is core enough that I think that that's word count well spent and other things could easily be dropped. Especially, especially because if they're not going to make an attempt to make it actually compatible with Werewolf the Apocalypse Core, then you can consolidate a few things. A few things like you don't need to have two paragraphs: one explaining what a bane is, and the other explaining what a femori is. Sure, you could just, just mush those together. You could mush them together in the say in the word count of like that's you know a paragraph, but you can do that for like every pair of paragraphs in this. Or you can can make this compatible, which means a complete restructuring. Right. And I think with the litany, like, I think it would be fine to not explain the litany. They, like, they... They give you the litany and then they give you the little explanation bits. I, if I were doing this, I would just post it and be like, if you want more information about it, go read the core book. That's reasonable. You know, because yeah. this would give me ideas. I'd be like, what does, wh- why should Garu not mate with Garu? What does that mean? Like, then I would go be interested in going to the book and then I would be disappointed because, wow, that's a... Uh, it, Fun story. I think part of the art of a good quick start is that you and I understand they did that we didn't know that like at this mm-hmm. point. They right like we're criticizing it in 2022 and it came out in 2000. Right. Um, is that on the one hand you need to explain enough to play some something like the what the game is intended to be, but on the other hand, you want to leave a, an intriguing mystery to get people to buy the full game. Exactly. And it's a delicate balance. And yeah, this is an early attempt, it didn't quite work. Yeah. And, um, and- to be fair, this is kind of good as well as how bad it is. Like it's, I look at this and go, I, I could potentially hand this to someone and be like, this is basically Werewolf the Apocalypse. And I think I'll, it would probably yeah. convince some people to play the game. I, I will admit that I would rather hand the um re- the free revised mage one over the uh, M21 just because there's a, it's, it's designed with a different philosophy in, my, in mind. And yeah, yeah, I have to teach them the mechanics completely differently. Whatever. Mechanics are easy. Right. It's um, the world you need to get people excited about and interested in, like, what would what would I yeah. get out of this? Like, mm-hmm. and, and on the one hand, you know, some of these things could be, some of the stuff that's world building in this could be dropped. But on the other hand, it is kind of a beautiful touch to make sure to mention Black Dog Game Factory in this. <laughs> it's true. And like, like you don't need to do that. 
but you're talking to people who are holding a role-playing supplement. So it's a good little in-joke for yourself. Like I, as a writer, would probably do that and be like, that was word count well spent. But as a developer, your developer should be like, maybe not, <laughs> you know? It, that part of the push and pull of developer and writer, yeah. ideally ideally, these different goal, the different goals that you might have will create the better product. Um right. Like, yeah, one, a quick sentence on, like, I don't think that we actually need to know that the Black Spiral Dancers were once the noble white howlers. But again, that's like five words. Right. Uh, it's just the philosophy behind it seems seems to be, I need to explain nuances in some places and then I don't have room for other things. Yeah. It, and this is not the place for nuance. This needed a stronger outline, I think, to the product, because then they could have said, we're going to decide, do we do we explain the, the history of the Black Spiral Dancers or do we just say, here's an antagonist group and this is what they do. Just evil werewolves. Good. Yep. Done. End of story, right? Um, Let's get into character creation because I like uh, this I, and hate this all at the same time. So how many of the errors did you find? <laughs> in the text or in the the numbers or which which of the errors? Let's go with the yes. Like, did you <laughs> notice that they have, that they contradict themselves about what um, the Hamid, the Hamid weaknesses? Yes, I did notice that. Like, so you go through, they go through, you've got, you've got your breed, your auspice, your tribe, and then you've got six traits, mental, physical, social, psychic, which is an interesting choice. And then rage and gnosis, which are familiar to probably everyone listening to this. I, I don't know why they didn't call psychic willpower because it's willpower. Yeah. They just yeah, did that. Uh, did they think psychic would be more understandable? That confuses me. Uh, like, yeah, it's a totally and different thing. I, I, I kind of love the quick character. Cre like, I, and with the caveat that it's not compatible with the world of darkness and that that's a bad choice. I love character creation of you have four traits. They're ranked one through four. Rank them. Yep. Yep. Like that's that's just a great quick character creation mo piece. And I, then here's two tra here's two traits. You get this many points between them. Balance them how you like. Yep. I also really like that each uh, breed, auspice, and tribe gives you an advantage and a disadvantage. Like there is a, a, a thing you get, and then a weakness for being that thing. Right. Uh, you don't get a thing for being for breed. You just have a weakness for breed. Auspice and tribe have advantages. Okay. Right. But you get this like you get effectively a gift for all the other things. Yeah. But it's not called a gift. It's just called this aptitude that you get for being this particular thing. You're right. You don't, you don't get a weakness. I was adding that because I think that would have been cool. Maybe I'm just envisioning. Yeah. You, yeah. Right? You get a you get a weakness from your breed. Yeah. And then you get strengths and you get strengths from your auspice and tribe. You get an aptitude from auspice and advantage and totem from tribe. I think great. From, this is. I kind of would love this in the actual system, like a system that did this a little bit, like would be cool. I think it's fascinating. They put the weaknesses on breed in the addition that played up tribal weaknesses. Right. <laughs> That's a very interesting <laughs> choice. Every design choice is confusing. Yeah. But from a designer standpoint, I can look at this and go, this is a cool design. It's if just this, not consistent. If this weren't an attempt to bring people into Werewolf the Apocalypse, this would be a much better document. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the mechanics are smooth, simple, clear. Like clear is a bit more up in the air. Um, a, a, a slight rewording would have made everything clear. Mm -hmm. Character creation takes what, like five minutes, if that. Probably if you're like, really stretching it, because you're like, if you're reading all the tribes, going, which one do I want to be? Like, like, like this is this is you. 
if I was going to run a werewolf game, I'm just telling my players, this is going to be a meat grinder. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling out this instead of the core book because you can't make characters fast enough for a meat grinder on the full, um, you know, 753, 1395 system. Right. But six stats, breed auspice and tribe, and then like give your character a name. Yep. Like, and you're like, done. Okay, you're, you're out. Your character died. You're out for five minutes. Bring in your new guy. Yep. Legit. Like this is now going to be my one shot system. I will use this probably i will use a d10 system rather than the d6 system for it but everything else will be like yeah I'll yeah use this. yeah for for one shots or uh yeah th- this is this would be great for one shots um just trying to in- especially if you're just trying to introduce the setting material mm-hmm. to people and you know you have you know the setting material better than this book does um i still can't get over the fact that the weaver is not mentioned in the body text <laughs> once right and like I'm, I'm a, I'm a weaver defender compared to most werewolf people, <laughs> and like you're not even going to say the weaver drove the worm mad. You're going to say what was the exact quote? Um, they're just tabbing back. Uh, nobody knows for sure what made the wor- worm once a great force of balance into the force of corruption it is now. But now the worm was mad and sick like a rabid dog. It sank its poison fangs into Gaia and the mother screamed. I will say, I act, I like that text. Yeah, it's good writing. Um, especially like in the context of werewolf comparing to rabid dog, just mm-hmm. great choices. But it is direct, it's contradicted in what, like 10 pages of the core of the actual core book. <laughs> right. Where the, nobody they, knows why. And they in, in particularly in revised, they tell you the weaver did it. The weaver's the bad guy multiple times. They really reinforce that in revised core. Like They've said it before in earlier books, but in the revised score, they're like, we want you to know you should think the Weaver's bad. And to not do that in this introductory kit makes me go, why? Like we, that was, that's the whole edition. There's a lot. And there's a, this feels like it was written from second edition in some ways. Right. For sure. I think we also both agree that the problems in Werewolf in general are present in this introduction kit, right? Yeah, if you, like we we can just go through the list real quick. Um, talking about overpopulation, in, um, uh, it's very very bashy. Which yeah, uh, each tribe gets one trait. The Fiana got drunk. Um, yeah, like it's the usual Werewolf. You sure you want to do that? You sure? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they're sure. Yep. They're very sure. <laughs> it's so yeah, if you're expecting this to like not have any of the problems of the core werewolf, it, that's not going to be the book you're going to find here, but like it should cuz it's introducing you to core werewolf. The problems I have are where it deviates wildly from the core for no apparent reason. Right. Like uh, well, like not mentioning the Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. That or, is super huge. Like, yeah, like I'm not a I'm not at my core a werewolf person. Like I, I know the broad outlines of the game. Um I've read several of the core books and a few and a few of the major supplements, um, most of the Umbra stuff because I'm a mage person and you know that's where the that's where the books for the two games are really kind of the same. Yep. And as I've mentioned, I'm a defender of the Weaver. I I think that making the Weaver the ultimate bad guy was a bad choice. I think making it just, this is a thing that happened. Like, no one knows why is great. I I love mysteries like that. Um, I've run games where, you know, dynamism or the wild is actually the bad guy behind it all because that subverts expectations from the books. But like, you can't just not mention, like, they mention the worm quite a bit because the worm's the bad guy Mm -hmm. in in this. They mention the wild exactly once. 
uh, outside of the lexicon, which I and think the Weaver's the zero time bi- in the Black, Black Fury, in the Black Fury section, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I approach this trying to think, okay, let's imagine that I've never we- read a werewolf book before, I'm trying to understand this entirely internally, and just like Black Furies, these ferocious defenders of the wild, the what are renowned for their honor, ferocity, etc., etc., etc. They claim the moon appointed them to be protectors of the wild. Okay, what's that? Yeah, what's the wild? Right. <laughs> uh, and you know, I can. And as I said, by the time I got there, I had forgotten there was the uh, the one the full page lexicon. It's like the wild, the manifestation and symbol of pure change, the chaos of transmutation and elemental force. Why does this need defending? Right. What's up with that? Right. Like I purely internally to this, I have no idea what's going on there. <laughs> right. And why does change need to be defended? Now, knowing werewolf, it's because the weaver, right. because stasis is coming for it. I was like, here, okay, the weaver, the only mention of the weaver, the manifestation and symbol of order and pattern, computer science, logic, and mathematics are examples of the weaver's influence on the material plane. Oh, the weaver's a good guy. It sounds like it from the that. The weaver sounds great to me. I like right. computers. I like science, logic, math. These are all great things. You're the only person in this room, there virtually, that likes math. But that's fair. Um, like you certainly like the products of math, though. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, it's this thing is such a weird little thing. I, we've said that over and over again. Um, it doesn't give you any new art. All of the art that is in here ends up being the tribe book cover art, which is fine. I love this yeah, art. That's cool. Right. And it what it doesn't ever do, and I'm going to say this and it may do it. Uh, you, I think you, you said this, like it doesn't really ever explain dice rolling or making a dice pool. It sort of, it, it, it is clearly written as if you already sort of know the D10 dice pool system. And I, I've, oh no, oh, oh I found the it. The system finally. uses six-sided dice, which are available in supermarkets and toy stores, yada, yada, yada. When a player decides that, uh, that his character is going to attempt an action for which the outcome is in doubt, the storyteller looks at the character's traits and decides which trait, mental, physical, social, psychic, or even rage or gnosis, is most relevant. The player gathers a number of dice equal to his character's tra- trait, and the storyteller assigns a difficulty number between six, two, and six to the feet. Player rolls the dice if at least one or sometimes more of the num- numbers of the dice equal or exceed the difficulty number. The action succeeds. If not, it fails. So there's no botching. Okay. That's cool. That's that is cool. And I missed that. And that's me. That's on me. But like yeah, it's, that it's, probably it's should there. be bolded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that should be like a bigger thing somewhere. It should be way more obvious. I I, I feel like um oh and they padded this with a couple of pages of ads I'd missed and this very sad character sheet. Yeah. Um. The uh. Sorry, I was scrolling through looking for to see if something was there, and just like a one page, a one page that had a couple of flowcharts. Yep. Like I'm generally for things like this, I'm actually okay with minimizing art, minimizing minimizing all the space that taking things that don't have words in them. Yep. But a couple of flowcharts. One is an action flowchart. Yep. You know, declare action. St says what your pool is. Roll dice. Compare to difficulty number. Count, you know, determine success or failure. And a combat flowchart, especially for something like werewolf. Yep. Uh, would have been really helpful because the description of combat is very um overly detailed for what's actually needed. Like we did not need ranged combat and hand to hand to have different text. Right. Really. Like right. I'm looking at like you roll physical. Okay. Over here you roll. It doesn't even say. So you're presumably rolling physical. Right. Um like, there's little things like that through the text where it's like wasting space. Right. It, what I do like, there is a 
mechanic thing that I do like in here, I like a lot of the, these mechanics oh. in some ways, but I, initiative I, is really super easy. Highest rage, then highest physical, then highest mental. And if you have a tie after that, roll one die, the highest roll wins. That's great. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, generally speaking, the streamlining, if it weren't attempting to introduce you to World of Darkness, <laughs> right? I would like, like, this seems like a great pickup game. Yep. But if you're intending it to be an introduction to Werewolf, then uh, yeah. and I guess this is kind of tangential, but I don't think tangents are really frowned upon on this podcast. No, they're not. This is actually the same thing that's giving me that gave me trouble gives me trouble with like ex exalted essence. Like aside from the fact that if you're picking up exalted, you're ready for a big buy-in. The benefit of exalted essence then is having every having all the exalt types, but they also boil down to physical, mental, and social attributes. And like okay, but it's that's too little granularity for a world of for a you know a storyteller system game. So I will defend. We, we will allow this tangent for just a moment so I can defend exalted essence i have wanted to play and run exalted for years and have never done so because i cannot get my player group to get their get wrapped around how complex any of oh. the additions have been yes but here's my question mm. is turning strength dexterity and stamina into physical the thing that's going to make them do it i don't know that... but a smaller book might so i will take yes that. but that but that could have been done in like literally a million ways like if, if we want to talk shit about how long books are, I've got made 20 comments. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, but, so let's but back my, to my, po book. my point being that if you're trying to do something in the storyteller system, the granularity offered by physical, social, mental is very low. Um, like, I, I honestly think that by cleaning this up a bit, they could have fit a, a whole character sheet. They, like, you don't need to actually explain what athletics does. Right. You, you could have had a, a, just the character sheet and said, you get to spend your dots in these places. Most traits on a World of Darkness character sheet are self-explanatory. Like, okay, maybe a sentence on what primal urge is. Right. A primal uh, urge, maybe uh, meditation, even just to kind of explain this is what we mean by meditation in this case. Mm -hmm. Like, like here's how it's useful to a, you know, a giant death machine. Right. There's some stuff in there you could do, but like. But you, you only have to kind of spot spot it. You don't have to like explain what melee is. Right. You or, don't have to explain firearms is useful if you want to shoot someone. Right. Or right. what drive means. Like no one's going into this thinking, oh, that's for handling cattle. Right. And you're probably not going to be playing more than one or two games with this as an introductory thing, right? You're yeah, probably going to get this, play one or two and be like, do we want to get the full game, guys? It's like a demo for a video game. You download it, you play it, and you're like, would I play this whole thing? And you go, yes or no, and then you do the thing. Like, you're going to do and, the same thing with this. And what you really want is that you want this to get them to that yes. Mm -hmm. You want them to buy the books. But then you want them to say, wait, I have to get rid of my character and start over? No, you yeah. don't want that. You, right. you want them to say, okay, we now have, oh, here's some details I didn't know. Here's backstory. Here's flavor. Here's some mechanical some mechanical doohickeys that they just didn't include. You don't want them to be to say, say this is just entirely different, which the only thing mechanically these two, these two games have in common is you have a target number you're rolling over. Right, And then that's it, because World of Darkness Storyteller System counts the successes instead of having it be binary. Right. So we've treaded this thing, but we haven't gotten to the, the part that I kind of like. And that's the, there's in, a, a, a story. Fairness, we've, we've said a lot of nice we've things about it, just nice not as a, were, as a werewolf the apocalypse introduction. Right. Like, 
like we have, we have to kind of draw that line as an introduction to werewolf the apocalypse it has many many failures as an independent like just this is a game to hand to people who want to play something with werewolves i like it yeah it's fine uh it has some confusing parts but like, yeah but it's why a the wild game, needs to be defended all. right but but okay the, the black furies are obsessed with change cool maybe why so, are they all okay and they're all women for some reason that's not clear why the two things are related but i don't think they explain the amazon connection in that really not well Um, if they i didn't i didn't leave it with that impression i'm scrolling back to uh fair the part that i really like is the near the tail end you've got this good story ideas bullet list which i always like having story hooks and these are good story hooks and then you've got a reimagining of the rite of passage introductory story from the, uh, or, the original first edition material. I'm a huge fan of this version of this because this is not super railroady while also being not super long. Like this is just a really good, here's two pages of a kind of story for a storyteller to run, go. And I don't know if a brand new storyteller could run it, but I think people could kind of get this and maybe do it. Yeah, yeah, this was solid. Um, I've actually not read Werewolf First Edition, so I haven't read the thing this is adapted from. I didn't know it was adapted. Um, yeah, this was fine. Um, every time I see something like this, I think, and towards the end, they were arguing you couldn't write canned World of Darkness stories. Right. And they were doing it. Like I, I get why they, I get why they gave up for some game lines faster than others, but they gave up on most of them except for like, here's some meta plot that's happening vaguely in your vicinity. It's they gave up because they weren't selling, which is very different from these do not work. They were hoping for they were hoping to do the volume that early Dungeons and Dragons adventures did. Right. But one thing that they didn't seem to notice is that D&D adventures were selling worse and worse and worse as well, because to put it mildly, in the 70s, there were no experienced GMs. Right. Now there are, and fairly few, and most of them are willing to just make their own. Right. Uh, or willing to show up with a vague plan and just fly by the seat of their pants, which is usually what I do. Right. Uh, but, and so, so I'm going to plug, candid- I'm gonna plug des- uh, uh, Slaying the Dragon by Ben Riggs real quick. This is uh, totally off topic, but it is a tangent that you need, role-playing community. Read it to understand why TSR's business model completely, utterly collapsed, because it's super useful for understanding that and why adventures don't sell. Yeah, uh, so I haven't, I haven't read it yet. I am, so this is a consequence of me living in Seattle, which is a center of game design. Mm-hmm. So I'm like 80th in line at the library for it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I suggest I suspect that like half of Wizards of the Coast has it has it on hold, and we're in the same library system. So I well, would not that's... be surprised by that. Yeah. Um. So and the library has like four copies, so it'll be like a month or so or two before I get it. Uh, such enjoy as like, it. Yeah, enjoy it when um, you do because I think it's a good book. Yeah, I've listened to several to a couple of the interviews with the author, and yeah, I I, I was confident even. Like in the 90s, when I was playing D&D, I was less in like the only adventures I was really interested in picking up were the ones that novels that I had enjoyed were based on. Sure. So like I picked up like the early some of the early Dragonlance adventures. But like even as a new GM back then, because I had a friend who GM'd for us for a while because he had already done it. Right. I 
didn't really buy the campaign box sets because I made my own setting. I didn't really buy adventures because I made my own. I drew up my own dungeon maps. Um, I did definitely buy a copy of Brim to- of Brimtooth's Traps, but you know, you kind of have to if you're making dun- a dungeon crawl. Which I think was a Judges Guild product anyway, so you weren't yeah. putting any money in TSR's pocket by buying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah but, but, but the, the point, point is more that... This is why you see over the course of World of Darkness fewer and fewer adventures. Mm-hmm. You even see fewer and fewer city books because I think that they're kind of analogous to the campaign settings because especially for Vampire and where Vampire is especially a very localized game. You're If you're a New York City vampire, you are unlikely to ship to find yourself in New Orleans. Right. Uh, travel is very difficult for people who die if the sun touches them. Right. Exactly. Uh, werewolves were a bit more for, far roaming, but mostly off into the Umbra. And that's why we've had three versions of the Umbra book for werewolf. Right. It's act- it's useful to running games. Yep. Mage- mages go everywhere. So they just gave up on city books entirely. And they made one for Vegas for some reason. I and think I they will... just wanted a reason to put the nuclear weapons rules in a thing. And they were like, I, I, Las Vegas will do. Yeah, the, the Las Vegas book is fascinating because of the nuclear weapons rules, which World of Darkness didn't have before and apparently needed. <laughs> uh, and the uh, rules for resonance, which revised said, this goes on the front of your character sheet. Okay, what are the rules for it? <laughs> We don't know. Right, right. So they, so they had to stick it somewhere. And instead of like the storyteller's guide or something like that. Las Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> All right. So I think they really off... just want, sorry, I think they just really want to name a rote capiche. Right. We're off <laughs> we... topic, but yes, that's but... okay. This free introductory kit, we've talked it, really we're done because we've talked it to death. It's it's short. It, it is short. Like, you, you can't. You can't do that much more on it because there isn't that much. Um, right. Like I, I think this is really a fascinating piece of werewolf history. Absolutely. From a collector standpoint, if I could ever find a physical copy of this, I would be all over it. I'm not going to worry about it. Like It's not something I'm going to intentionally look for. But if I found one, I would buy it in a second. Um, it's actually both good and bad. And all the ways we've said. 12 bucks on eBay. That's surprisingly not a bad deal. Oh, God. Um, Plus 26.51 shipping from uh, Italy. See, there you go. That's... <laughs> well, it's in Italy. Like, that's actually, it does cost that's that much to ship things. Yeah, fair. But yeah, so it's 12.24 plus 26.51 shipping. <laughs> so... I thought I was going to be like, hey, look, 12 bucks. (laughs) Charles, we've got to give this a rating because that's how I do this thing. How many D6s out of six would you give this book? So I've got to give it two ratings. Actually, I'm going to give it three ratings, but the third one's not in D6s. The first one is as an introduction to Werewolf the Apocalypse, I can only give it two D6s. As a self-contained werewolf game, I would give it four. Mm -hmm. But overall, I have to give it zero mentions of the Weaver. <laughs> Fantastic. So I will give it three out of six as an introduction to Werewolf. I think it sort of does it. I will agree with you that it gets four out of six as a standalone game about werewolves that sort of ties into Werewolf the Apocalypse that I could sit down and run and play for people and then be like, 
hey, there's this game called Rage. Do you want to play a card game based on this thing? Fun fact, that was actually my introduction to Werewolf the Apocalypse. See? Like, it it, it would be a fun way to kind of, like, dovetail into that or hand someone a novel and be like, read the novel about this game that we just you played. You probably like, don't want to actually do that with World of Darkness novels from the 90s. Breathe Deeply is a good novel, but it was written by Don Braithwaite. Braithwaite? Now I'm going to mess up his name. Um one of the very few RPG authors that I like hits every book he has written out of the park. Um, really well written werewolf book, technically a rage book, not a werewolf book. Don Bassingthwaite. Bassingthwaite. Sorry, I knew I was butchering his name. A rage novel. Yes. It's I have never heard of it. Really good. Um, I, I have been tempted to do a dramatic reading from it. Um I did in one random episode, I did read like a couple of sentences of it. Um, but one of these days, maybe I will do a whole thing for the for patrons where I read the whole book to you or something like that. I think it's good. Josh um, Keith produces an audiobook. <laughs> yeah. It would be my second audiobook that I've done because uh, I did an audiobook of my memoir, my deployment memoir that I wrote. Anyway, off topic again. Um, I think we're going to close it down. Um, if any of you out there have experienced running this thing, I would love to hear it uh, because that would be really fascinating. If after you hear this episode, you want to go get it, it's on RPG. go and run it for me and tell me about it. Um, don't run it for me. I don't want to play in this. Um, maybe I would. I don't know. That I was going to threaten cool. you with it. <laughs> but it would be really interesting to hear people's experiences trying to make this thing work at a table. Um, so please, if you've got experience with it, do, uh, do let us know. Um, and until and it is in fact free it is free like yes it is in fact free yeah as a PDF. still so there's no reason not to go grab it like i'm not even going to drop an affiliate link because just go and pick this thing up it is literally free and yeah do the thing so until we get an answer to the question when will you rage i'll talk to you again next time